Hey everybody, producer Dave here. We're live Wednesday through Sunday on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash media. Enjoy the show. Read it to the lyrics, so let the 
Welcome podcast viewers. Welcome back live viewers. Uh, this is the Plex. We do this show live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. And I usually turn my microphone on when I start speaking, but this time I did not. If you'd like to support this project, hit up eplex.store. There's a bunch of great roughy swag in there or uh, patreon.com slash echoplex. And you can, uh, at the $5 a month level or higher, you'll get the entire uh, audio and video capture of all of our podcasts and a bunch of extra stuff, whatever, whatever. <clears throat> I'm producer Dave. I'm not as good as this as uh, I sometimes like to think I am. And uh, this is what the people want. Police officers, they've gone insane. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops. I don't hate the cops. Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. It's the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. Like your local police. Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops. Follow the law, don't hate the cops. Put your hands above your head and show you're not a that day that prompted your reaction so Stella I'm over at this uh, great school in Boca Raton called uh, Lynn University um, and what happened in class on Monday is something I'm never gonna forget because I stood up for my rights I stood up for college kids across the country um, kids in every single school across the country and 
I'm sitting there in class and they put this awful cartoon image of the former president up on the screen. And when I did that, uh, as you saw in that video, my classmates begin to uh, laugh at me. <laughs> and then, uh, days later, after I posted this to a TikTok, I had to actually make my account private because I've been getting some terrible uh, threats. Uh, people telling me that I should go end my own life wow. and that uh, I should hope that I don't run into them on campus. Um, and the school's doing a great job of helping me uh, stay safe right now, so I thank them for that. But in office, black unemployment was at an all-time low. Did you know that? Did you know that? I bet you didn't know that. You know when Biden was senator? That he voted against blacks? Did you know that? I bet you didn't know that because you only believe in one thing. And if it's only thing, believe for you. Have a good class. <laughs> they just laughed at him like nothing happened. Oops. Man, I'm doing a bad job on the production here. They just laughed at him. Nothing happened to him. Like absolutely nothing happened. People just laughed at him. That's it. That's all. He got laughed at. That's it. Like, People sometimes laugh at you because they think what you're saying is funny and maybe dumb. And that's just kind of all that happened, dude. You're fine. You got laughed at. <clears throat> uh, he got on OAN because some people laughed at him. <clears throat> so Trump's lawyer for the uh, for his uh, potential Georgia case is an idiot like his other lawyer. Check this out. Do you and ignore that Donald Trump exactly, lost? But that's what I stay focused on. Do you ignore that Donald Trump lost the Georgia Me? election? I, I'm, I am. That's a good. That's an easy one. Do you acknowledge that, attorney? Drew? No, no. I'm, I'm focused. Let me tell you what I'm focused on. I'm focused on being a criminal defense attorney and seeing yep. that my client is being swept up in what has, to me, been a ridiculous. Circus atmosphere, special purpose grand jury. No, and you, and you an made impact, that point, but not only but, in this but, case, not only in this case, but on other cases. You That's made my that point, focus, but do you, do you acknowledge? I'm not going to sit there. Do you acknowledge? Ari, you can talk to other political people. Why don't even? Why would we even talk about that? What does that have to do? What does it have to do with me defending? President Trump in this matter. It has I'll, zero I'll to do with it. What it does. You've raised a rhetorical question. What does it have to do? Let's listen to Donald Trump lying to people, some of whom later committed crimes, some of whom other Republicans committed the, the potential crime of misleading the government about who were the duly stated electors of Georgia, which, of course, the current president, President Biden, won. Here's Donald Trump talking about Georgia. Take a listen. You know, we won Georgia, just so you understand. They cheated and they rigged our presidential election, but we will still win it. That was December 2020. That was a lie. And it was in concert with these other things, a lie that induced these people to submit this elector fraud, which may or may not be charged and which as of January 6th, they were trying to bring some of that in different states, not Georgia, by the way, to the floor of the Senate that was been uncovered. So, again, I, I want to give you one more chance on that. When you say you don't know why it's relevant, that's to me. The most charitable way I can put it, Drew, is that's confusing because what's relevant is the entire point that he lost the election and got people to submit false material to the government and everywhere else or conspire to do so. And that's a potential crime. Now, it, it, so, so Ari, let, let me tell you, because I, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to be a hypocrite and I'm not going to be disingenuous. Mm -hmm. You're Trump's lawyer. You're going to be a hypocrite. And you're going to be disingenuous. I like how it just got cut right there because everybody knows that the guy's going to be a hypocrite and going to be disingenuous. <clears throat> so I think the, the actual fire for Trump is in Georgia. Uh, not only did he try to strong arm the uh, Georgia 
the state people in the Georgia state government, including the uh, governor, but uh, then his people, I don't know if they were working directly in concert with him, but they were trying to arrange like an alternate set of electors to represent Georgia in the electoral college. And I think that's where the real problem for Trump might be. Not this, not this shit with Stormy Daniels, but who knows? So up next, we got a uh, Trump, uh, what I guess is a campaign ad of some sort. He's going to talk about farmers. It's, it doesn't make a lot of sense. First of all, I don't, I don't think Trump has ever like met a farmer, but here we go. And I made farmers happy and rich again, and they're doing a fantastic job. And you know what? Someday it'll become time for them to leave this beautiful earth and they'll be able to leave their farm without taxes to their children. I got rid of the death tax on farms so that when you do pass away, on the assumption that you love your children, you can leave it to them and they won't have to pay tax. On the assumption that you love your children. But if you don't love your children so much, and there are some people that don't, and maybe deservedly so. (laughs) What the fuck is he talking about? Because frankly, you don't have to leave them anything. Thank you very much. Have fun. What the fuck? (laughs) That changed directions kind of quickly there. He's like, well, if you don't love your kids, don't leave them your farm. All right, dude. A little swipe at Tiffany. A little swipe at Tiffany Trump there, maybe, because, you know. You don't love no Tiffany Trump. Um, up next is a Ron DeSantis ad. It's kind of cringe. I feel like releasing this ad is like politi- dumb politically for DeSantis, but it's just because the ad is cringe. Here you go. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is your governor speaking. Today's training evolution, dogfighting, taking on the corporate media. The rules of engagement are as follows. Number one, don't fire unless fired upon, but when they fire, you fire back with overwhelming force. Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking, I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill. Number two, never ever back down from a fight. If I could complete the question, though. So you're going to give a speech or ask a question? Number three, don't accept their narrative. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative, and you don't care about the facts. It's why people don't trust people like you, because you peddle false narratives. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get up on What the fuck? I told you the ad is dumb. It's cringe. It's a stupid ad. It's going to be, I mean, it's, I think his political opponents, they're not going to run it because he said anything like particularly um, egregious. They're just going to run it and make fun of him. That's what I'd do if I was an opponent of his in any, um, in any contest. I'd be like, oh, we got to make fun of this fucking Top Gun ad. Anyway, <clears throat> here's uh, Jesse Kelly. He's a talking head not really uh, affiliated with any uh, news gathering organization so far as i could tell um and he's going to be like think about the j6 political prisoners you ready to be offended the january 6 political prisoners have been locked in cages for two years many of them have public defenders as you've seen 
Some of them have even taken their own lives. They've lost their careers, their reputations. Many have lost their spouses. Their families have broken up. And do you know... Right, maybe, maybe your partner will leave you if you've gone so far off of the political deep end that you are going to storm the Capitol because you don't like the result of an election. Yeah, I could see like, you know, you're not supposed to let politics be a deal breaker with your family or whatever. I think that's kind of stupid though. I think it's kind of dumb. Like if your family is like bigoted or whatever, don't hang out with them. But then like in this case, it's like, well, no, you embarrassed me and I'm leaving you. That's a reasonable response to someone doing this. That Donald Trump didn't pay any of their legal fees and maybe right now you're sitting there saying, yes, he did. No, he didn't. His PAC paid for some of the legal stuff for the January 6th commission witnesses, not the poor schlups rotting in jail right now. And I'm not sitting here saying Donald Trump had an obligation to do that. But when Donald Trump took to True Social and he announced that he was about to be arrested by Alvin Bragg, he finished not only one post, but another post by telling people to protest. Protest, go protest, protest. Well, the last time people showed up to protest on behalf of Donald Trump, he went to Mar-a-Lago for two years and they rotted in a gulag. <laughs> I mean, this guy's an asshole, but he's not wrong. Like this part is correct. So kindly don't, don't show up in New York City to protest on Donald Trump's behalf. You can be mad, you can fly your Trump flag, you can protest in your red area, you can post on social media. But if you show up in New York City with communist DAs, communist cops, communist FBI, the communist cops, judges, and communist jurors ready to throw you in federal prison for the next 10 years after they entrap you that day, frankly, you're so stupid you deserve to go to prison. That's probably true. And shame on him for abusing his followers. Like he's this, he's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, he's got some of the details wrong. He's not wrong, though. Followers, no matter who you are, you're going to have a certain percentage of them who will lay down in traffic for you, and they trust what you say, and they'll do what you command them to do. And a certain percentage of his followers are going to obey this command. And you know where he'll be? Nowhere while they rot. Oh, I forgot. He did raise some money for the January 6th political prisoners. Right about the time he announced he was running for president again, about 15 minutes ago. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm- I love it when they fight. I love it when they fight. That guy's a giant piece of shit, but he fucking, he pretty much burned Donald Trump down there. That's pretty good. So, uh, we got, uh, this is a democratic representative, uh, Jasmine Crockett going to talk about the uh, the stunt basically where uh, a few members of Congress went and visited the uh, January 6th prisoners. I believe Jasmine Crockett was a uh, is a former uh, public defender if I'm not mistaken. So she's definitely seen the inside of these places before. Uh, Congressman Garcia did make the point that he said um, these uh, prisoners are being held in much better conditions than mo most black and brown inmates in prisons across the country. This is a point that you make a lot, that, that black and brown people have been in uh, lousy prison conditions, uh, incarcerated in per capita percentages much higher than pretty much anywhere else in, in the free world for a very long time. If, if that were really the topic we were discussing tonight, that would be a good thing. If, if a bipartisan group of, of members of Congress were touring prisons around the country to say, how do we make this better? That would be a good thing. 
That would be a fantastic thing. That would actually be doing what we were elected to do, which is to solve problems, to make life better. You know, listen, it's still prison. So prison is never going to be the Ritz-Carlton, right? But at the same time, we're talking about is is are they living in inhumane situations or not and i can tell you there is nothing inhumane about this they were able to freely move about they were able to uh communicate without having to worry about a recorded phone call they had air conditioning which is something we don't have in texas they also i asked about the the women in the facility and i asked them about their access to sanitary napkins they've got that that's free their medical care is free a lot of places they charge you for that kind of stuff and so So, you know, it's still jail. I get it. It's never going to be nice. Right. But in in the grand scheme of jails, let me tell you something. Um, I've had a client that died. I don't see someone sitting there and being neglected because they're not uh, they're not hurt. They've got literally iPads or whatever they call them, tablets where they can make a sick call electronically. Um, And they have access to these tablets for 22 out of 24 hours, the only two hours they don't have access to them is when they're charging them. I mean, it's absolutely insane. This was an excuse for Marjorie Taylor Greene to have another press conference. This was another excuse for them to be able to speak to these January 6th defendants and put their stories together without having to worry about them being recorded, which is normally what uh, everyday individuals have to go through when they're going to see their loved ones and their friends. Yeah, I mean, jail's bad, <clears throat> but all accounts are that the people being held on charges related to January 6th are being, uh, they're in, uh, you know, uh, low security. They're not being, they're not subject to a lot of the things that a lot of prisoners are. And New York has done some prison reform. I don't, you know, the prison system there is probably horrifying in its own way, but they've done some prison reform. It's not like, uh, it's not like they're in the fucking gulag. So anyway, here's Cocaine Don versus Florida Ron. Donors. That's what it is, guys. He's owned by the billionaire donors. 100% controlled opposition. Let's see which way the wind is blowing. Let's see which way they want me to respond, and I will do it. So I was hoping for a strong response, but we got a milquetoast response. We got weaker than most rhino Republicans. We got a weaker response than a lot of never-Trump Republicans. And guys... Here's the deal. That's because Ron DeSantis is about to run against Donald Trump. You can hire influencers to post videos of you dunking on what was like a hot Twitter take 10 days ago on some moron local reporter. You can- oh, shit. That's what I do. Kind you of plenty of people to do that as Ron has. But that doesn't make you ready for the big leagues. If you can't understand that this is a fundamental issue of our time then you're not ready. Then it's not your time. As even people like Mike Cernovich, who have been big DeSantis supporters, just heartbroken that DeSantis doesn't understand what Soros DAs and the Bolsheviks are going to do to this country. Soros DAs and the Bolsheviks. He also said DeSantis... Like, come on, dude. The only people saying otherwise personally hate Trump or were never Trump in 16. And again, even some of those are coming out. And not just coming out like... Milk toast, they're coming out significantly stronger than Governor DeSantis. Okay, again, I know when you're ready for the big leaves. I spent a lot of time with these guys. I spent a lot of time with DeSantis personally. The image created online by the paid influencers, guys, unfortunately, one-on-one, 
it doesn't exist. And this week made it clear. And for the record. Yo, I hope I hope this gets messy. I hope this gets real messy. But I <clears throat> I mean, I think Trump's the nominee if he wants to be the nominee, unless like something unless something like really unforeseen happens. Unless something like completely that we can't predict happens which that that stuff happens all the time the unpredictable is uh the only thing that is predictable um so i've got a couple clips here of the uh tiktok hearings um i thought about running like the tiktok hearings during the upfront of the show this week but i decided not to so the questions are just fucking amazing i want to talk specifically can you tell me right now can you say with 100% certainty that TikTok does not use the phone's camera to determine whether the content that elicits a pupil dilation should be amplified by the algorithm. Can you tell me that? We do not collect body, face, or voice data to identify our users. We do not. The, the, the only oh, you, you don't? The, no. The only face data that you get that we collect is when you use the filters to have, say, sunglasses on your face. We need to know where your eyes are. And Why do you need it, to know where the eyes are and, if you're not seeing if they're dilated? And, and then, <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? The guy's like, no, no, no. We have funny filters with sunglasses, and those need to know where your eyes are. The guy's like, well, are they dilated? This guy's like on your local device and delete it after use if you use it for facial. Again, we do not collect body, face, or voice data to identify our users. I find that hard to believe. It's our understanding that they're looking at the eyes. How do you determine what age they are then? <laughs> uh, we rely on age dating as our key age assurance. Age dating, which is when you ask the user what age they are. We have also developed some tools where we look at their public profile um, to go through the videos that they post to see whether well, that's creepy. Tell me more about that. It's public. So if you post a video that's you choose that video to go public, that's how you get people to see your video. We look at those to see if you it matches up the age that you talked about. <laughs> it's like you have, your video has to be public for people to see it. Oh my god, this is even better. This this next one. This guy, like, <laughs> this next question, like, of the, the, I can't just the absolute fucking stupidity of these questions. This is, this is by far the worst, uh, <laughs> worst hearing like we've seen on technology in like at all. Mr. Chu, does TikTok access the home Wi-Fi network? Only if the user turns on the Wi-Fi. I'm sorry, I may not understand the. So if I have a TikTok app on my phone and my phone is on my home Wi-Fi network, does TikTok access that network? Well, the phone accesses the network. It will have to to access the network to get connections to the internet. If, if that's the question, is it possible then that it could access other devices on that home Wi-Fi network? Congressman, we do not do anything that is beyond any industry norms. Um, I believe the answer to your question is no. It could be technical. Let me get back to you. Okay, I'd appreciate it if you can answer yep. that. Is it going to hack my smart fridge? Is your TikTok app going to hack my toaster? You know, I got a toaster that plays videos while well, it actually plays TikTok videos. Oh, no! TikTok has hacked my toaster. So, <laughs> what dumb fucking questions. Oh, my fucking God. I, this is... 
we could have done a whole we could have done a whole show on this and i just decided not to here's a supercut of all the dumb questions well not all of them but here's a supercut of some of the dumb questions that were asked and my last point is this i want to say this to all the teenagers out there and then tiktok influencers who think we're just old and out of touch and don't know what we're talking about can you tell me right now can you say with 100% certainty that TikTok does not use the phone's camera to determine whether the content that elicits a pupil dilation should be amplified by the algorithm? Can you tell me that? We do not collect body, face, or voice data to identify our users. We do not. The only face data that you get that we collect is when you use the filters to have, say, sunglasses on your face. We need to know where your eyes are. And Why do you need to know what the eyes are and, if you're not seeing if they're dilated? And, and that data is stored on your local device and deleted after use if you use it for facial. Has TikTok at any time fed precise GPS information collected from U.S. users into algorithms? I don't know I'm having talk today to make inferences about users has tiktok at any time provided the chinese government with either precise gsp information collected from u.s users or inferences made from that data that i can give you a straight no mr chu does tiktok access the home wi-fi network only if the user turns on the Wi-Fi. I, I'm sorry, I may not understand the So if I have a TikTok app on my phone and my phone is on my home Wi-Fi network, does TikTok access that network? It will have to, to access the network to get connections to the internet, if, if that's the question. <laughs> I know that they included in that supercut was uh, two, two of the clips we already watched, but it, it, it was no less funny the second time. Does your internet app access the Wi-Fi? I mean, technically, the app doesn't. It like the phone. The phone's operating system is what accesses the Wi-Fi. But that's <clears throat> that's kind of like a distinction without a difference. Um, but yeah, these internet connected apps they're 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 using your Wi-Fi. So uh, here's what's really at stake with the TikTok ban. Banning TikTok, no libs of TikTok. Oh no! We, and you know what? I, I'm st- maybe that's why the Dems want it gone because <laughs> the libs libs of TikTok has done more to expose wokeism on on social media she, than she almost. She does it on Twitter too, though. No? Yeah. she'll just take it over. Yeah, no, but I mean, it, I, it's only the best stuff comes from TikTok. The crazy, screwed up teachers. I don't follow her. with more piercings than oh. a, <laughs> the one one person on the. Yeah, like I don't follow her. That's what's really at stake. Now they got to think about this because libs of TikTok is is uh, getting a lot of their stuff from TikTok. I don't know. I don't know. So up next is uh, they're just still trying to define woke. It's it's kind of great watching this happen. This is this is from Fox News. Uh, they're just having a hard time uh, defining this word. And, um, you know, that's pretty funny. One of the things about woke is, Matt, can you explain it to your mom? Think about that. And I remember when President Trump was running, and it was before he won in, in 2016, he used to get standing ovations initially when he would say, political correctness is ruining our country. And everybody that was clapping knew exactly what he meant. But it's sort of like the Supreme Court definition of pornography. You know it when you see it. So 
the Democrats want to get you in an argument where you're having to define wokeism as if the Webster's Dictionary is defining it. And that's not what it is. It is it, it, it could be a feeling. It could be a sense. And I wonder if Republicans or conservatives are going to have to define it more. She could be right. I don't know what this this will be tested. But the other poll numbers you showed are important. The one thing I don't see any candidate really doing right now is talking about a plan for pro-growth economic means. And that's what Americans are pretty desperately looking for. Well, you just switched gears there real quick. <clears throat> like. It's not unfair when someone uses a, a term, just any term to be like, well, what do you mean when you say that? It doesn't mean you have to have the uh, the absolute definitive definition of it. You can just be, you can be like, well, here's what I'm talking about when I uh, when I use the word woke. But that's now that's just too much to ask. Here's uh, it's just going to get worse tonight, folks. Here's uh, Matt Schlapp of uh, CPAC talking about conservatives being targeted, but maybe not in the ways that you might think. Twitter is ah, Twitter is now behaving itself. Your read on the uh, DeSantis speech yesterday. Yeah, the end part of his statement is the right part of the statement. If you're going to stand up for conservative principles in this country, you are going to be attacked in every conceivable way. And I think half of the country gets that. They get the fact that you can be eased out of your job uh, if you wear a MAGA hat or are conservative. Or look at what happens in the Smithsonian. If you wear a pro-life hat and you're a kid, in the pro-life march, in the March for Life, you can be kicked out of the Smithsonian. They can say you can't have a drink of water at a water fountain. This is the insanity of our times. It must end or America's not going to long survive. And that's why we're going to win in 2024, because people are exhausted of all of this. Were, <clears throat> were children kicked out of the Smithsonian for wearing, like, pro- or anti-abortion shirts? Did that happen? Uh, I figure if that happened, we would have. that's all they would have been talking about for, like, a week. Um, so I'm not sure that that's a thing that happened, or maybe he's like grossly exaggerating a story, or maybe they went to the Smithsonian and were like chanting and got kicked out. Who fucking knows? Anyway, uh, <clears throat> here's uh, Jesse Waters talking about school curriculum and these so-called parents' bill of rights. I don't know. Instead of just uh, labeling uh, bills as parent bill of rights when they're not uh, actually rights. There's in. plenty of money, Richard. We, we just Holy like money. drove as much it. money as possible down the teachers' union's throats. They're lying, Sandra. They come out and say, you're getting taught in school that slavery was right. Give me one example where students are being taught that slavery was right. And then they say they're trying to censor books. Yeah, the books with, like, let's act it out, Greg. Come yes. Here. Come closer. <laughs> yes. That's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Graphic sexual yep. positions acts. acts. Yeah, we want those books banned. Like so if color, you can show me which purple, book is that, yeah, we'll light it on fire. <laughs> or at least put it in the adult library. Or how about this? They're not learning about the Holocaust? I mean, everybody learns about the Holocaust. So you're getting members of Congress straight up lying, and they can't even lie from their heart. They have to read the lies that their staff wrote to them. And this is why it is impossible. That's how Congress works. Your staff like does, your re does research for you. That's how Congress works have a conversation with these people okay because if you're just gonna lie and not get called out on it then we can't ever move forward right. that was all very stupid but that was jesse waters after all jesse waters i can't decide <clears throat> if uh steve ducey or jesse waters is the dumbest person at fox news i think it's still steve ducey but jesse waters giving him a run for his money
And uh, here's another one from The Five, which is, you know, The Five is worse than even your least favorite Twitch panel show, I'm afraid. Um, <clears throat> but here's uh, Gutfeld on The Five, talking about how to pronounce the letter T. <clears throat> It's all about age. By the way, it's important, not important. Okay, <laughs> just right. If you're gonna if you're gonna school us on education, oh no, oh no. Pronounce the damn T in important. All right. So here's the deal. There's zero evidence at all that there's any kind of threat, but they painted parents as domestic terrorists. They got away with that, right? We can't let it happen again. The Republican. There were literally, we watched video after video of people going in and making sometimes not even so thinly veiled threats of, uh, of violence against people on the school board. Party is becoming the party for parents. The Democratic Party is becoming the party of the unhappy single female activist it is oh my god it's this fucking mra shit oh no party of karens the republicans are now the party of couples and children and now they're being demonized because they actually give a damn because they're going to show up because they're going to talk about it so dude so this is i think they realize that they're kind of like up against the wall here they back the wrong horse sadly none of that's in this bill no i i read Did the you bill read it? yes i read the bill what's your favorite part what was the most important well, I mean, part if, of it? If you, believe that, if you believe everything you said, there's no enforcement I, mechanism uh, I, uh, in this bill. I, I believe everything but I said. But there's no enforcement mechanism in this bill to make everything you said happen. happen. All right. Mechanism to happen. All right, I got to leave it there. Um, but this will continue in the commercial break, I'm sure. Yo, Greg Gutfeld is an asshole. Like, who cares if you say important or important? Well... The last of our Fox News clips, at least until red light. Here's uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson's all for uh, gun ownership unless, well, you know. But what you're watching here is not the exercise of the Second Amendment. What you're watching here is political hysteria, fear, ginned up on purpose with maximum dishonesty in order to get people in a state of agitation, armed people in a state of agitation. doesn't matter if they're trans or not, whatever that is. Wait, what do we mean? Whatever that is, you've you're you you've been freaking out about this for a long time. It's the same template always. Scare the crap out of your voters. Tell them that their lives are at risk. Encourage them to get guns. How do you think that ends? Um, this is pretty funny. <laughs> this is like, this is like almost self-aware. But by the way, if we're following the logic here, and why not? that's in short supply in this country, you have to kind of wonder, like, what's the limit to this? So if trans people are in fear for their lives in every region of the country, including New England, which apparently is crawling with Nazis now, what? why wouldn't we be arming them as we are, say, Ukraine's trans army? And there are famously trans people in Ukraine's army. They're very, very proud of that. So why- There are trans people in like every army. There are 15s. I mean, why not? F-35s or tanks. He didn't just do that. He didn't just do the, the meme about, well, if you can have this gun, why can't you have a fucking fighter jet? My God. Here, we're going to check in on a sore loser, Carrie Lake. 
doing her doing her sore loser tour. I believe this time she is on Chris Select Select Selecto Salicetto. I don't know. It's on like some random show. It's not even on Newsmax. I don't think. I don't even think Newsmax has her on anymore. I'm seriously considering pushing this up to the United States Supreme Court. I think they're ready to take an election case. I think they realize that our our country is falling apart at the seams. The fabric of our country is tearing right now. And so if our justices here in Arizona won't do their job, I am uh, really, really seriously looking at pushing this all the way to the United States Supreme Court. I don't think that even the crazy ass U.S. Supreme Court is not going to would not hear her case. Even in the state it's in, I just think it's highly doubtful that they would hear this case. Um, it's she. It's already fucking like. It's already been so long since the election that like nothing. What are they even going to do? It's already been so long since she lost. So up next we have uh, Carrie Lake's evangelical director. I didn't know that was a thing, but now I know people have uh, evangelical directors. Carrie is the real deal. I'm the chairwoman of her Evangelicals for Carrie Lake Coalition. And, you know, many times during this campaign, this very successful campaign, this winning campaign, we stopped to pray. And we would do prayer calls. And any time, you know, we felt the ground shaking, we, we decided to get back on solid rock of truth. And the truth matters. And there's only one truth, and there's one way, and there's ro- one road to victory, and that is on the hem of a garment of Jesus Christ, and that's where we stand. And we're maybe so all this Jesus stuff turned off some tomorrow, people that might have voted for you. The Supreme Court will be here, or you know, looking at Carrie's case and deciding if they want to take it on. Which um, we're praying for the wisdom for the judges to have conviction for God to meet them where they are and that God's will be done because we do believe God is on our side. We do believe that God has a beautiful plan for his people all the time. And so tomorrow morning we're meeting from 1030 to 12 noon. The location is still to be determined, We, but it'll be a central meeting place away from any chaos. Carrie wants to commit this time. Like on a cult compound? Suing the Lord in prayer, asking for his hand to be upon us, upon the judges that are looking at this, and upon the state of Arizona. So I think this all ends with a compound. Carrie Lake has like a cult compound, and that's where this is going to, this lady's going to be like her, uh, going to be like her spiritual advisor. And this is all just going to end on some fucking ranch somewhere that will eventually be described in the news as a compound. You know, you know, a ranch becomes a compound, right? It's when it's when you're it's when you like end up in a, a, a fucking battle with the ATF or some shit. That's how they end up calling your uh, ranch a compound. So I want to thank uh, I believe Ali Drew put this on the uh, docket in our Discord uh, this week. This is a palate cleanser. This is a a pet store palate cleanser. Okay. This is really interesting. This is fun. Come 
on, Kelly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Can you open it so I see how much cash you got? Can you even hear me? Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering if there was. Bottom feeder, but it has Femi has a glow shark on it. it. Yeah. Can he nod? That, that, oh, he's nodding! <laughs> oh, this is, this is so cool. <laughs> it's six bucks. Can you open up? 51. There we go. Seven. Please come back and do this more. This made my day. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna figure it out. <laughs> there we go. Have a good one. <laughs> that was rad. If you were if you're listening on the pod, you might want to check out the video for that because the video it was super cute. That's super cute. And I'm glad that uh, sometimes we do get a palate cleanser right in the middle of the show because it's, uh, you know, it's something. Every every week is uh, maybe a little more infuriating and a little more difficult than the than the last week on uh, the show. But I mean, I do it to myself. I'm like, hey, find me the find me the 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 bad stuff, please. And then uh, y'all don't disappoint. You find the bad stuff. So here's uh, George Santos uh, reviewing the NASA spacesuit. The only thing is he's reviewing like a prototype that isn't going to be used. The spacesuit will not be black and orange. It will be white. Hey, everybody. So Congressman George Santos here, and I'm going to give the fashion review of the new lunar suit, which, quite frankly, just debuted last week. I personally like it. I like orange. And I think it gives it a lot of personality. It's a pretty cool looking suit. I know everybody's used to the whole white space suit and the whole floatiness, but... The real suit's going to be white. You don't want to use a black suit. The, you, wanna, you have to use white because of the sun. I think the black is pretty sleek. I think the orange gives it a pop of color. And I quite frankly think this looks like the future. This is exactly what I expected when I thought we're coming out with a new spacesuit. But now it begs the question. Isn't it dark in the dark side of the moon? And why is this suit black? No, no, no. That's you're 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 almost there, George. They're not going to use this suit. I understand that. I guess that the, all the colors on the suit can be reflective by all the lights that you can see here on the helmet, and it might give you. But but it's going to be so strange to see each other there. Although I trust the folks at NASA know what they're doing because I clearly know nothing about space travel. Although I might- I would like you to learn a little bit more about space travel, sir. Wait a minute, I can't believe he didn't just claim, why didn't he just claim that he was an astronaut? He should have just been, I was an astronaut. Consider going into that space one day, you know, into that space. Uh, but I think the suit's pretty cool. I think this is American ingenuity at its best. I think this is what we put our money towards towards inventing the next generation of technology. And this is gonna keep folks safe. This is gonna protect our astronauts so that they can go on the moon and further explore the moon. And after seeing Crew 6- Ain't shit on the moon. Florida earlier this
this month. I gotta say, it is a great feeling to know that we're back on that race to space. And with this announcement of going back to the moon and this awesome gnarly looking suit, love the orange NASA, you get a thumbs up from Congressman George Santos. So a private contractor made that suit, not NASA. They're not going to use the black one because you don't fucking want a black space suit when the sun's beating on down on you somewhere where there's no atmosphere, really. It would absorb a lot of heat and you would cook. Very uncomfortable. They're going to use a white one. They just put out the black one because it looks cool. The black and orange one does look very cool. Um, and if you think about it, we haven't updated the spacesuits for the United States uh, astronauts in a long time. So it's a long time coming. Um, just real surprised that he said that he doesn't know anything about spacesuits. I would have thought that he was an expert based on my past uh, viewings of his content. So we're definitely, definitely not, not doing so well on time for the pod this week. So we're going to skip ahead here. Um, we're going to skip ahead here. This is uh, Martin County, Florida. This grandma is the shit. Every once in a while, you get something real good from one of these meetings, and this, this, is, this is that case. Good afternoon, folks. Hi, Grace. I am Grace Lynn. I am 100 years young. I'm here to pro protest our school's district book banning policy. My husband, Robert Nickel, was killed in action in World War II. At a very young age, he was only 26, defending our democracy, constitution, and freedoms. One of the freedoms that the Nazis crushed was the freedom to read the books they banned. They stopped the free press, banned and burned books. The freedom to read which is protected by the First Amendment, is our essential right and duty of our democracy. Even so, it is continually under attack by both the public and private groups who think they hold the truth. In response to the book banning throughout our country and Martin County, Last year, during the time I was 99, I have created this quilt. To remind all of us that these few of so many more books that are banned or targeted need to be proudly displayed and protected. And read if you choose to. She's like, she's like I, I don't, I'm not sure that a lot of you are going to read any of this. The quilt was shown on national TV as part of Ali Valshi's banned book club segment. Banned books and burning books are the same. Both are done for the same reason. Fear of knowledge. Fear is not freedom. Fear is not liberty. Fear is control. My husband died as a father of freedom. I am a mother of liberty. 
banned books need to be proudly displayed and protected from school boards like this. Thank you very much. Fuck yeah, Granny. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I like how, yeah, she was, she was like, oh, you know, last year I was 99 and I made this quilt. Not for nothing. It's probably hard to make a quilt like that when you're in your 90s. Your, your hands don't work as well as they once did, I'm sure. Up next, though, we got the power of prayer. <laughs> These two clips are fucking, fucking amazing. Um, this is Florida Congress uh, woman, Kat Kamek. Uh, she's going to tell you about the power of prayer here. <laughs> Yo, I... This is something I would have made up. So it had three toes that were amputated in a, in a terrible accident. I heard the word for creative miracles and I thought, well, I certainly have a creative miracle that I might need. I need three toes to grow back. The person next to me said, do you want new toes? And I was like, well, sure. All the women got down and they prayed over my foot and I decided to take my shoe off to see what was happening when he said, let's see the progress or if anything's happened. And when I did, I had to grab the person next to me and say, do you see what I see? And I saw three toes that were forming and now there's length to them. Tonight, I can stand on my tippy toes. Listen, do you understand? I can stand on tippy toes. No, I couldn't do that because I didn't have toes to tippy on. <laughs> All right, come on, let's bless the Lord. He's <laughs> oh, God. Is this that Awakened Church? I think this is that Awakened Church or whatever. I'm not sure. I think this might be at that weird Awakened Church. Uh, don't worry, though. We have another uh, We have another clip about the power of uh, the power of Jesus, the power of prayer. No, this is uh, not that Awakened Church. This is at some church in uh, Missouri. People come to me and they'll have some sort of a problem, a disease, and they'll say, all right, do you know of anyone who's ever been healed of this before? That's our starting place, because if we have a testimony, then a legal precedent has been set. <laughs> if we have a testimony that we've healed somebody by like laying hands on them, that's actually the law. Uh, it was a, a carpenter and he had, he, he just had problems with his back because he had broken his leg as a kid. And, he came and he said, my leg that was broken, when it healed, it grew past the other one. And he said, have you ever seen that done healed before? No. What is he asking? He said, is there a legal precedent? And what, what does that mean? I don't know what he means when he says legal precedent. And a pastor friend that was in an accident, skiing accident, and when they put him back together, they had too many parts, and he had a leg that was too long, and... and uh, <laughs> And so we were talking in an Italian restaurant. I said, hey, turn the chair aside. So he turned the chair aside and uh, held out his legs in the restaurant, you know, and commanded the long leg to shrink and it shrank. And he went back to the therapist. Everything was fine. So I'm sitting yeah, that, no. This, this guy's telling me a story. He says, you ever have seen this before? I said, yeah. I said, I have seen it. He's like, we have legal precedent for it, actually. Sit down. Let's sit down. So I'm holding his leg up and I just, I thought he wanted it to shrink and I thought, yeah, most people like to be taller. <laughs> so I, I, I spoke to the leg that was, that was normal, had no issues, and I commanded it to grow. And it actually grew out even with the other one. And he stood up, he was completely healed, and of course we rejoiced and celebrated. And I, I went home going, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you say that if you if you if you like one of these kind of holy rollers or whatever, you can make any claim. And if you just say God did it, well, <clears throat> he's kind of claiming that he did it, but he's also saying that God did it at the same time. You can just make any claim about some shit that you uh, supposedly did, and they'll just believe you. So, um, y'all knew it was eventually coming. Here's a clip of Matt Walsh, uh, him talking about uh, your personal decision to transition should you uh, decide to do it. This is why we need to call more attention to the callous, narcissistic disregard that the gender ideologue has for his own loved ones. This is, as I said, a central feature of the ideology. There's a reason why so many of uh, transgenderism's most prominent mascots are you know, grown men who, quote, transitioned later in life and intentionally destroyed their marriages and families in the process. Take Rachel Levine, for example, 65 years old today. That means he, de- he decided to, quote, come out as a woman in 2011, which but means she. he was in his early 50s she. You know, when he made that decision. She. He had a wife who he'd been married to for years. He had two kids. Are they still married? Good relationship with the kids still, maybe? Everything else aside, just think about how unfathomably selfish you have. Like, Matt didn't mention anything about, like, the status of those relationships after this person came out. So, uh, I don't know the status of those relationships. Do you? Have to be how uncaring and heartless to tell your wife that her husband is gone, and now she has to get used to being married to a woman. And guess what? You're in a lesbian relationship now. Whether you like it or not. Well, no, that person can leave, actually, if they want to. And if that's like, if they're like, I didn't sign up for this, I, you know, and they can leave. They should be kind. They should be like, well, this just, I can't do this. They should be kind. And what about the kids? This isn't like, if the kids are like, oh, okay, then what happened? Nothing, nothing, nothing happened with the kids. And to tell your children that their father is gone. They no longer have a father. Their father is dead. And now- Well, no, 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 you're still- <laughs> The memories that you and your kids have are still your memories with your kids. Those don't just go away. Simply accept that they have two moms. Consider how disastrously self-absorbed you must be to put this weight, this burden on your family, on those who depend on you. But what is Levine supposed to do? Is he supposed to suppress his deepest desires and live as a man, even if he doesn't feel like one? Even if it makes him uncomfortable? Yes, of course that's what he's supposed to do. Why? Because you say so? Of course. This just isn't any of my fucking business. I know it comes as a shock to them. But there are more important things in your life than your desires. Especially desires that are so deeply disordered. But that... Responsibility to your family is one of those things. What is the state of this person's relationship with their family? And now we get to the part that very few people ever say out loud. Um, and I, I have... A, Uh-oh, is this, this going to be TOS here? We're going to be in trouble with Twitch. Ideology. I've articulated many, all of them many times. But here's another point in addition to those that needs to be acknowledged. You know, as we know, you cannot be any sex other than the one you were born as. Any attempt to transition is ultimately doomed to failure. Uh, it fails before it even begins. But there's plenty of people who are trans and fairly happy. I mean, you're doing your best to fucking put a stop to that, Mr. Walsh. <laughs> you and your fucking ghoulish fans doing your best to put a stop to the, the fucking those people who are have transitioned or are in the process of transition and are uh, 
you know, other uh, outside of the fucking uh, blood libel moral panic that's targeted at them right now, doing pretty well. But also, not only do you have no choice but to be the sex that you are, you also have the responsibility to accept that fact and live accordingly. Okay, a man has the responsibility to live as a man and act as a man. And a but woman. then what are you doing, man? I don't think I don't fucking think you're acting like no kind of man that I'd want to be around. As a woman, you have a responsibility, in other words, to live in reality. We are not atomized individuals living in our own universes, divorced from the next person's uh, reality. We, we have lives that are intertwined with each other. We, in fact, do live in a society, it turns out. We also live in families, and, and our lives are more intertwined the closer we are tied to each other, whether by blood or by marriage. What this means is that when you decide to totally reject the non-negotiable realities of the world and even to reject your own physical nature, you are not making a neutral decision that affects no one but yourself. But the, the people, the transition have thought of all of this, but they think about it in a different, they think about it in a different context. They're like, is my family going to abandon me? Are my loved ones going to uh, no longer love me. That's what people are thinking about. So they are thinking about other people, but they're also thinking about themselves, but that's fucking okay. You are tied to other people, whether you like it or not, and you are pulling them with you into this dark, twisted, alternate universe that you have constructed. You are imposing it on them. That man in the clip is a father. That is a bond that will forever tie him to That's a That's a woman in the clip? Find both of them. When the son decides to be a woman, quote unquote, he is doing that to his father. He's not just radically changing his own life, but he is radically changing his <clears throat> This is the same argument that was made against fucking just gay, like gay people like me. Um, fairly, like cis, cis gay men. We're like, oh, you're going to disappoint your father because your father, I don't know, wants you to be straight. Well, <clears throat> I know a lot of gay guys who their father actually didn't care if they're gay or not. Like, <laughs> that didn't, didn't really piss off their dad at all. I imagine that's probably the same for trans people. Father's life and demanding that his father be okay with it. This is my life, he might say. But it's not just his life. There are many other lives bound up with his life, and he is seeking to fundamentally... Yeah, this is some of that strong father morality shit here. ...alter all of them. Now, if you were some, uh, some sort of uh, immortal being that materialized out of the ether and was passively you know, floating in space somewhere out near the asteroid belt... That'd be, that's a good idea. You should try that, Matt. I would love it if that was true what that you were doing. Your decisions and lifestyle choices don't affect anyone else. Okay, if you're just floating out in space and you and you materialized out there, then yes, then you can rightly say, well, what I do has like, no like God. So what is it to you? But if you're a human being born to human parents, raised in a family and living in a community, then nearly everything you do has an impact on others. And that impact is felt more profoundly the closer someone is to you. For the guy in that Dr. Phil segment. Uh, his refusal not a guy. to live as the person that he is, his denial of reality, his rejection of his basic responsibility as a man, starting with the responsibility to be a man and act as a man and accept the fact that he is a man, 
That's none of this is true. Now a giant cross that everyone who loves him must carry. He has exploded all of their lives so that he can live as he wishes. This is not. This is not accurate. I'm a victim of brainwashing. I'm not. I I don't have anything else to say. This is just bullshit. Now he makes victims of his family. They're not. No, they're probably cool. And nothing will ever make that okay. They're either cool or we we just don't know because it's fucking none of our business. Actually, what what uh, you know his uh, just her sorry adult kids think, and what her wife thinks. This is just none of my fucking business. We're going to go a little long, just a couple minutes long, though, um, because we can't not do this one. Let me check in on old uh, Brett and Heather here. Uh, don't worry, we're not going to run a long form. They've been fired. Can't run a long form of them anymore. But uh, the bad stats did make a couple uh, clips of their uh, Dark Horse uh, 167. The movie and book 2001, uh, back in 1968, anticipate this problem where Hal... Uh, we can infer has been given contradictory instructions and he attempts to uh, reconcile them and ends up killing the crew because he sees the crew as an obstacle to the mission that he's supposed to be on. Um, But anyway, so we've got multiple different levels of horror. You could get... Sorry, but you just also uh, attributed a male pronoun to Hal the computer. Hal's a male name. Hal's a man's name. Which is fascinating. Yes. Uh, Which... That that was that was the thing that was causing me to sort of glitch there, which so you know Hal is famously just one letter off from IBM, yeah, and it sounds like a human name, and so they went with Hal, right? But um, and and you know he has a male, I just did it. Yep. It, ha- it has a male voice, but it's not a he. At at its base, it's about there being two sexes, and computers don't have sexes; they don't sexually reproduce. It's not it's not the same thing, which is part of why I object <laughs> to the he pronoun. Oh, Heather! So oh, don't ever change Heather. Get, yeah. I thought you were objecting to the personification. You're objecting to the gender implication, which I agree with sex you. Sex implication. Oh, she's fucking, she's like sex implication. Either way. I think it's important because this is, this is, this is, I mean, we'll, we'll go here. Like after we're done with AI, we're also going to talk about trans here today, but. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to say a bunch of transphobic shit later. Don't worry about it. Um, the, the trans ideologues would argue that, um, that those of us who actually know what is going on in the world um, are simultaneously um, getting, you know, are, are just getting everything wrong on gender and sex, and they're in fact using whichever argument they want to fit their particular complaint. And they're saying, you know, oh, it's pronouns are about gender. It's like, no, pronouns are not about gender. Pronouns are about sex. The pronouns no, they're about gender. Is, is sex. Yep. And um, computers don't sexually reproduce. And a computer uh, who has been informed entirely. Um, by uh, female-created language still isn't a she, because that actually makes the same mistake that so much of the trans ideology is making, right? It attributes exact, it's the same error. Okay. Check this out. Hal is a dude's name. Yeah, you could name, name, a, name a gal Hal. My gal Hal. But Hal is a dude's name, so that's like, I'm on Brett's side here. I don't like either of these people, but I'm on Brett's side. Hal is a dude's name so we'll just use a he him for hal i hal is not around to answer our questions and i would gladly refer to hal as uh, they them or she her if that's what hal uh, wanted but i'm gonna go out on a limb and be like hal is probably he him here's the next clip of their uh, fucking terrible show 
the vast majority of people who are now doing science in the West, at least in the US, are doing little tiny reductionist pieces of science and will actually say, if you ask them questions outside of their little domain, well, that's not my concern. So No, they don't say it's not their concern. It's they're like, well, that's not what my paper's about and that's not what I've been studying. Um, you would have to speak to, you know, maybe if they're at a, at a, at a university, they'd be like, oh, actually, uh, you know, this other person I've been working with, one of my colleagues is studying that, you know, would you like their email address? They're not going to be like, oh, that's not my concern. That's not what I'm studying. Not everyone is as petty as you are, Heather. Why would we trust, you know, world health to people who will say, no, I just do this thing. I just do this little thing. And when you go looking, I spent a little bit of time looking at the backgrounds of a few of these authors who, you know, aren't, aren't the ones that we keep on hearing about. And indeed, they're just they're just doing this narrow, you know, blinders on science for their entire careers. And where's that science to know how to what, does she want everybody to run around pretending they know everything like she does? Because that's what her and Brett do. They speak like they weren't very accomplished in academia. They were uh, college professors, fucking per perfectly fine thing to do. But they didn't have they didn't have a lot of papers, not a lot of citations, whatever. But people who are doing you know let's say in a biology lab yeah they're studying something very specific because you have to eliminate all kinds of variables before you can fucking study anything otherwise you're just studying everything and then fucking all the variables like come on man like i'm not even like super scientifically literate and i understand this shit assess things i don't find it no and clearly clearly they don't up. for them to exactly. put their name to this i mean i I could be mistaken and they may have actually had some, you know, commentary about the paper itself, but I think their fucking main gripe is that this paper was narrow in its scope. And yeah, that's how scientific papers are. They're generally pretty narrow in their scope. If they're not narrow in their scope, then, um, it's the findings are useless generally. Oh no, here's a, here's their, here's their debunk of the paper they were just reading actually. Let me just provide some of their evidence for their incredibly strong claims. So you can mm -hmm. show my screen again here, Zach. This is again from the report um, purporting to show the strongest evidence uh, yet that uh, SARS-CoV-2 had a zoonotic origin. Data accumulated since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic point clearly towards a zoonotic origin of SARS-CoV-2. Oh. One, a preponderance of the earliest hospitalized COVID-19 patients were linked to a single location. <laughs> really? Two, the locations of early severe COVID-19 cases without a clear epidemiological link to the market, to the Hanan market, nevertheless, were so centered on and close to the market that it is clear that community transmission of SARS-CoV-2 began in this local area and only later expanded across Wuhan. Incredible. Incredible, Which, of right? course, depends on uh, a correct start date for the pandemic. Oh, yeah, and they, they're, they're definitely um, sticking with uh, January, you know, right. January-ish yeah. no, 2020 this is, this in this is, paper. This is nonsense. Um, and it, you know, it just, it's it's all about the location, uh, it, almost all of their pieces of evidence here, the strong, overwhelming evidence. And then let me just uh, finish with, these arg arguments stand in stark contrast to the absence of evidence for any other SARS-CoV-2 oh, really? The route. absence of evidence. That's fascinating. Even in the genome of the thing, even in the genome, tell, like, yeah, right now you're, now you're like a, a, like a genome expert, Brett. This couldn't possibly convince anybody who's paying attention in detail, I right? Think. So the purpose of this is to convince people who are not paying attention 
that something has happened that has mm -hmm. swung the pendulum in the direction of natural origin, right? So people who aren't paying attention generally aren't going to be reading scientific papers about the origin of SARS-CoV-2. I don't think they're, why, if they're not, they're not paying attention, what the fuck are they just going to randomly come across this paper? They're not paying attention. You just trip and fall and land on a scientific paper. <sighs> These people are, they're, they're, they're criticisms of people they disagree with. They're, they're dumb. There's dumb criticism. Just call them a poopy head, Brett. Just call them poopy heads. The people who wrote this article, they were poopy heads. Anyway, that's the pod. Thanks, everybody, for listening on the podcast apps. Live viewers, hang out. I'm not going anywhere. Well, I'm going to go pour a drink, go to the bathroom, and get up and stuff for a minute. But, you know, podcast listeners, check us out live on Twitch Wednesday through Sunday nights. Shows start between 7 and 9 p.m. Pacific. And uh, support us Patreon, patreon.com slash echoplex. This is Boomers. It's by Periscope. And uh, I'll be back with red light.
If you like what we're doing at Echoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Echoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3. Even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Echoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at echoplexmedia.com slash support.